The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, me and advice show for the modern era. May the fourth be with you. Set those phasers to stun. Let's talk about the Kentucky Derby. I'm Justin McElroy. <laughs> wow. A lot going on in that one. Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. I, yeah, I guess this is all of it then. I think the creation of Star Wars Day was so that the nerds would be so hung over from whatever it is nerds drink, like grog. Klingon ale. Klingon ale, that they wouldn't be able to participate in Cinco de Mayo, and they'd leave leave that for all the regular people. Holy shit. Okay, Juice, I know that you were saying you were having trouble finding, like, the line of the winners, uh but I found just, like, lineup of the racers. I don't know what position they came in, but here's a couple just really choice... Let me hit, first off, let's hit the big three. Yesterday was Derby Day. It's our Super Bowl. It's our prom. It's our (laughs) quinceanera. Kentucky Derby is the highlight of my It was my bris. It is is basically the highlight of my entire year, and one of these years I do plan to get around to watching it. But number one, top of the pops, California Chrome. Got that Kentucky gold. California Chrome. That is a command. That's probably the most commanding. Like it's the most baller name. I think the most commanding name is Commanding Curve, which was Uh the second place horse, which is of course, uh, place. I think is that no? They placed. He placed. He placed. So here, here's some other. Uncle Sai was one of them. S I G H. Vickers (laughs) in trouble, which I really liked. Danza. Danza was number three. He Fuck. showed. Nice, Danza. Danza. General A-Rod. Danzig. Oh, they had some fun with it. I mean, they always have fun with the names, but there's a lot of homages this year, and I Opportunity. Oh, boy. I like that one. Intense Holiday. <laughs> I tell you who I'm disappointed to not see on this list. Arab. That would be Orb. I do believe we have Orb joining us via teleconference. Uh, hello, Orb. Are you there? Orb is here in your primitive earth conference. <laughs> Orb, I hear that you've retired from the racing scene and you're just down and dirty full-time stuff. Orb has retired from his physical form. You Wait, now, hold on. I was under the impression that you've been put out to stud, that you're making love to lots of beautiful lady horses. Orb entered as many lady horses as exist in the world. Having fulfilled all lady horses in the world, he transcended to join the great consciousness in the sky. Are you telling me that never again will a horse be born that does not contain a strain of orb? Orb is all. (laughs) Did you leave our earth human woman unsullied, at least? Half of them. (laughs) Okay. I can't tell you guys how happy it makes me that yesterday we got 
no less than 700 tweets. <laughs> so people like, guys, it's happening. There's like, horses. There's this. horses and they're mainstream. Um, it's just so nice to know that you guys think of us whenever you see any equine activity. And um, it just There are many worse associations you could have. Yeah. Nobody texts us when, like, Ghostbusters is on. Like, hey, guys, Ghostbusters, or Cake Boss, for that matter. Yeah. Which I wish you would, because I keep missing it. Yeah. When is it on? I don't, I don't know. 7.12 a.m. <laughs> on JMC. It's like AMC, but... I, speaking of AMC, I woke up at 6 in the morning to, uh, with my wife, who had to go to work very early. And what was playing on AMC was Mad Men. Do you, can you think of anything you are less equipped for at six o'clock in the morning than watching Mad Men? What audience are they trying to reach with these uh, very early, like kids pulling up some Captain Crunch to get their to get their Don Draper? Quiet, mom! I gotta find out what's up in the ad world. Gum, you gum, shit! Gum. You get back in the kitchen. I'm gonna punch you in the vagina like they do on Mad Men, the show. <laughs> I've only seen like four episodes of Mad Men, Fair but enough. I hear everyone says like, I fell off in like season three because the, just the way they treated women just got to be too much. Mm-hmm. So I assume like the three episodes in season one I watched were pretty goddamn brutal in that respect. So I do assume that at a certain point, fucking John Hamm just like gives, gives uh, ladies just the old hoochie haymaker. <laughs> Uh, that is basically what the show has devolved into. He's now in like a lengthy court battle where he's trying to assert that he had an identical twin named Bob Braper that was going around actually punching all the vaginas. Uh, it's a class action it. lawsuit of John Hamm versus a thousand women. He, and he had to hire the attorneys that defended the, the cigarette industry and it's like, whoa, circular, back on itself, times a flat circle. Yeah. The, uh, did you guys introduce yourselves? I yeah, said we, I'm Justin Mack. We did. We should just start like yourself. doing the show. Oh, let's just do the show then, right? Sure. Cool. It's episode 199. Ooh. Fuck, what are we doing? Oh, should we... I mean, we had this idea for two hundo. It's nothing big. Um, we'll, we'll plan something big for three hundo or four hundo. Maybe even five hundo. Well, once we have five hundo. Yeah. Let's say five hundo. We'll plan on something big for we'll five We'll do something big for five hundo. Um, but I think we did this before. If if we ever gave you advice and you did shit with it, first of all, shame on you. Shame on you. Listen to the disclaimer at the beginning. You're not supposed to do that. But if you did, um, I don't know, it might be fun to hear from you. So why don't you drop us a line? Let us know how that how that worked yeah, out. Yeah, give us a follow up email. But look, episode two hundred follow up in the subject lines. We know that it's from you, and let yeah, us know yeah. how it worked out. And please let us know like what your fake ass name was. Anyway, let's help some new people. One hundred ninety nine episodes. That's disgusting. I never I fuck fucking ridiculous. Fuck this. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck all this. And you know people, what? I'm out. And you people were angry that we were late last week. Like. Seriously, um, and I saw a lot of tweets are like McElroy Brothers late again. We made 199 goddamn free as a bird episodes for, for you. you. How could you? Also, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you so, Thank you so, much. so much for listening. It's a dream. We Thank really you. love you. You're really but special. Fuck to us. you though, for but real. Fuck you though, honestly. You gotta neg them. You gotta pause them. Draw them back in. When my husband and I go out to eat. I usually have food We are robots. <laughs> we get oil. Uh, usually, I have food left over, and I take it home with me. I will either eat it for dinner or for lunch the next day. Okay. 
if there's any left. There's a lot of detail in here that I probably could have presupposed, but let's continue. My husband always finishes his meal and will partake of my leftovers at home if it the if it's food he likes. Did you say ex-husband? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this irritates me, but he thinks there is no problem. Bros, how should I handle this issue? That's from Sometimes Starved in California. It is the only thing. It is the only non- Mikasa Sukasa thing that happens when you get married, they should start fucking penciling this in to the vows of every single like you know that like the placeholder vows for people who are too lazy to write their own. Right. Like that should be in there, like for sickness and poor uh, sickness and health. If I'm sick or poor, you gotta stick with it. Uh everything that's mine is yours except for my goddamn leftovers that I brought home from Chili's last night. <laughs> I have found that I do not, I don't do leftovers, really. I don't enjoy oh, leftovers. Really? I very oh, rarely Oh, man, think, I order food extra to that's have That's the Travis McRoy okay. special. That's called, that's called doubles, and my wife won't let me do it anymore. So I can't do that. <laughs> I can only have half eaten. I try to explain to her that if I have an untouched meal in the fridge, that's cool, uh, yeah. but I, if it's like half eaten and I have like my gross yesterday bites where I my mouth was yesterday, hold, I can't. Hold up. That you're saying if your if your mouth if your mouth has already hold on because yes. the implications of this are enormous. You're okay. saying if your First mouth off, if your mouth say. has touched a food item before, you are no longer interested in putting your mouth on it again. You're a self germaphobe. Do you just like order <laughs> ten burgers when you go to Chili's every day and you take a bite of each one? And my then life throw the rest day away? to day is basically like a Natasha Bedingfield song. I'm evolving, changing, feeling the rain on my skin, growing. That person I was yesterday has nothing to do with the new, more enlightened Justin. You find this current day i don't know what that guy was into i don't know maybe he you know maybe he liked more pepper than i do i have no way of knowing and it looks sloppy you look at it it and does it, it never looks everywhere yeah it never looks the way it used to if you just put it direct in the fridge because you got doubles though then it's fine because it looks like a fresh meal that you're just heating up that's fine that's fine now sometimes what i will do is i'll eat half like if it's something that, okay. If it's something that has an exact half, let's say a sandwich. <laughs> okay. If a sandwich or perhaps a pizza that has an exact half oh, that doesn't have sloppy bites out of it, then that is fine because that is like, oh, I guess I got, I only wanted half of this yesterday, but I haven't touched this, so it is now a whole. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is a whole, it was at one time a half, but it could pass as a whole. So now I, I can I, reheat my leftovers. I actually have a season. similar thing. To, I always catch myself because I love leftovers. But like, if I go to a place and get a, we've discussed before that fries are so bad the next day. But like doing a burger and fries, I will fill up my box with all the other stuff on the plate that I know I'm not going to eat, and then there will just be like a styrofoam coffin in our fridge. I saw for like crazy, weeks. I saw a crazy way of reheating fries that apparently is the best. You throw them all on a waffle iron and close it. And it what turns the fuck into is that going to giant waffle fry okay. that is crisp and delicious? That's, that's not really how waffle iron works. You can't really just throw a fucking tennis ball in there. No, that's a waffle ball. But it has that, to be a very specific, specific type of shit. Folded in half. 
piece of pizza and then you waffle iron it and it apparently is like waffle and it's delicious that's it's what i hear waffle pizza it's burning pizza with squares on it it's fucked up it's fucked up you broke that pizza i'm happy when my wife eats my leftovers because more important to me than eating my leftovers is fridge space which is always at a premium especially once we start to eat vegetables which are like the pushy mm-hmm layabouts of the fridge world the They're awkward not, corner uneven doesn't lay flat nothing stacks on top of broccoli not really coming out that often not as often as like the pizza sauce or the mustard they're just kind of like in there te- showing off look at me you have celery in your refrigerator how are you how exotic how exotic what a big healthy boy is that if, a mango i spy if huntington's only vegan stops by he'll be so impressed <laughs> Can you get food that your husband doesn't like? Poison. It's just you shouldn't have you shouldn't have to. This is crazy. If I did this to Rachel, she wouldn't leave me, but she would punch out a number in a card that if it fills up ten times, then she'll leave me. I get ten. I get ten every time I eat one of Rachel's leftovers. I have to keep in mind, like, what am I at? Six? Is this worth it? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I a, do want the rest of that Jack Daniels Bourbon Street steak. Yeah, yeah. I will take that because we only eat at Applebee's. What the fuck are you talking about? Sometimes you eat at Applebee's. I'm I haven't eaten at. I don't think non Applebee's. I, regardless of what Friday Night Lights will try and tell you, I have not seen a single Applebee's here in Austin, Texas. Here. I, Teresa and I do this. We eat each other's leftovers, but it always goes like this. Hey, are you really going to eat this? No, I'm not. Go for it. Because, like, we'll both take home stuff so as not to feel wasteful, even if we didn't enjoy the meal, even if it wasn't our jam. And then the other person eats it. I'm shocked to hear that, Justin, you're not in on this game. Because as, as people who work from home... For an hour out of your day, your lunch hour, you get a brief respite from being inside your house, and instead you're whisked away to a private Chili's booth <laughs> in the courtesy of your own living room where you can watch last night's Game of Thrones and eat half a quesadilla. Like, that's my goddamn jam. Oh, you mean I, for one day I don't have to eat a white garlic chicken pizza hot pocket and I can pretend that I'm at Chili's again? Whoosh! Hop on my flying carpet that's also half a quesadilla. And come with me to your private Game of Thrones booth. You get to play restaurant! <laughs> no, you don't. You get to play chilies. It's, it's a very different experience. I like to play Logan's Roadhouse because I can throw peanut shells everywhere. Yeah. And that is really luxurious. I would love to see your your floor covered with peanut shells while your cats walk around distastefully. Like, oh, they would not enjoy. How about a Yahoo? Uh, Did we help at all? Nope. No, but I mean. How do you handle? I mean. I think the 10 punch card system is good. Yeah, that seems good. Um, This Yahoo was sent in by Carrie H. Bennett. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, this fucking Yahoo goddamn shit ass answers account has been suspended, <laughs> which is good, I guess, because back in the day, like if you suspended somebody's account, all of their input on Yahoo answers just vanished, which is like haunting, right? Like think of all of the goddamn information that would just vanish from the earth. All of the advice, all the help. Oh, I'm sure the FBI still has that information saved somewhere. Yeah, Prism. It's in yeah, Prism somewhere. Prism's not going to share that shit, though. Um... Boy, I'm glad we got through that without Snowden popping up. Uh, so this suspended user Excuse asks... Excuse me? No. Nope. Ah, damn it. Did you need me for a question about intelligence? No, we actually need Justin back. 
This I, is... He's now he's busy. There is no dust and only Snowden. We're splitting leftovers. Um, this suspended user asks. Leftover secrets. Okay. <laughs> I uh, told him half, then he told me half. <laughs> the split secrets. All right. Here we go. On with the show. This suspended user asks. You guys didn't see that, but I was drinking a glass of water the entire time. Yeah, it's very impressive. (laughs) It's just hugely impressive. Horse-related baby names? Does anyone know some horse-related male baby names? The only thing I can come up with is Colt. See, I was going to say Winnie, but if it has to be for a boy... Win? Um... Uh, so Wynn, and that the guy, the guy from Arcade Fire, is named Win. I think that could be short for Winnie. Hoofster. Hoofster's not, not a name. Bad. I think they're looking for actual names. Main man. Okay, that's a nickname. So Gucci you're just man. saying horse parts, legs, shoulders, haunches, haunches, haunch. Call him haunch. Haunch. That's okay. I think I could let that slide. That's a name. Um, Bridal. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw some name spaghetti at the wall. Well, to be clear, this is name spaghetti that was crafted artisanally in the Yahoo Answers Bistro. <laughs> um, Katie responded and said, Derby. Uh, that's apparently America's most favorite, favorite, famous horse. Is that true? No. <laughs> I don't think, no. I no. feel that there was a word left out of there. There's the horse ra- there's race. Ra- horse race, probably. Um, Philippe, which is a variant of Philip, which is apparently Greek for lover of horses. Again, I have to question whether that's true. Uh, Garon, a a Garon or Garon, G-A-R-R-A-N, is a type of horse. Is that right? Yeah, but it's also not a type of name. Hippolyte. No, okay. I guess come on. Stamping Horsley. God forbid that child is fat. Sorry, wait. Horsley? Horsley, which is apparently means <laughs> a horse, a horse meadow. It's called a Horsley. Um, Marshall, caretaker of horses. That's okay. Not, okay, 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 yeah. Sort like of that one's horse, horse adjacent. Hor- yeah. Uh, Nashua, also the name of a famous horse race that won a f- famous race horse that won the Kentucky Derby in 1955. Man, back in 1955, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. What am I going to call this horse? Nashua. This one's name is Charles. Now this one's like, name is Grandfather Sock Drawer. Oh, weirdo, get out of here. Get out this of here. This fucking guy with his weird name. Come back with a grown-up name. Um, here's, a, here's an awesome horse name. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Style. <laughs> no, no, hear me out. It's from uh, a, a, a Piers Anthony series, and the main character, yeah. S-T-I-L-E. It's a fucking awesome name. Yeah, it's not at all, but what would the last it name is. be? Give me a last name that Style works with without sounding like a porn star. Shades. Guy. Style guy. Shades. Hi, I'm Style Guy. And this is my dick. <laughs> I'm you're, checking style out, dick. you're checking out my dick on the porn internet. Because that's <laughs> what I am. I'm a porn internet. Uh, how about Stoddard? That means horse guard or horse herder. Stoddard's no. pretty good. Hey, but yeah, but like, what's the last name? That's the thing. You got to think of like Stoddard Johnson. Nope, that's an internet porn star. How about Horace? <laughs> that okay. sounds kind of like horse. Okay. Uh, then Coulter, Colton. Great. Bronco. That's not going to work for a child. Oh, uh, no, unless he's giant. Colton, <laughs> I-N apostrophe is another option. Colton. Colton. Hi, I'm Colton Style Guy. 
this is also my dick. <laughs> Welcome to the Information Superhighway of Pornography. <laughs> I'm Bronco Haunches. I'm Bronco Haunches. <laughs> Welcome to my internet pornography <laughs> web show. Uh, Appalooza. Stop it. Yes, please. Use your bods to download my bod <laughs> on my new Prodigy-based <laughs> web series, <laughs> BroncoHaunches.geocities. <laughs> 2400 uh, bods it's my uh, new internet porn series you know for men pornography on the internet caspian downloadable J- jutland <laughs> finally finally we can download our welcome to jutland <laughs> male <laughs> pornography website on the internet boys only <laughs> boys only hang up the phone mom i got a web connection here <laughs> <laughs> oh man why do people want to name their baby with a horse thing? Why can't it be a baby thing to, and to give him a horse later? I didn't I, follow that sentence at all, I didn't Justin. Either. Give him a horse later, like a real horse. Like don't hey. give him a horse name. Like if you want him to have a spiritual connection to horses, just get him a horse. If you're so big into horses, or just tattoo him early on. Oh, listen, horses horse. are expensive. Names are free. That's true. Names are free. Um, how about just naming him Horse Lover? What about Ed? What about oats? I don't like that. That worked for for Holland. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible joke. That wasn't the name of the man. That was. Too- I'm glad they used that though because I was about to. It was two men, and his name was Daryl. What about Daryl? What about Daryl? <laughs> Daryl Oats style guy. This is what I I would love if the person named their kid something that had to be explained over four steps. Like I named him Daryl because I love horses. <laughs> I don't follow Daryl, like Daryl Oats, like oats, like horses eat, because I love horses. I'm going to go. I'm sorry to have wasted your time, off. I named my son Shrek. Why did you name your son Shrek? Because Shrek loved Fiona in, in the movie Shrek and Fiona Apple. And what do horses love? Apples. So Shrek. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. You could also just say, like, Shrek had, was friends with a donkey, and a donkey's like a horse. No. No, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the logic That's chain not I true. used. Donkeys are horses with attitude problems. Yeah. I recently signed a deal to publish my first novel, but there's a problem. My book contains a fair share of graphic sexual content. Yes, it does. What is it? All day it do. I tell my family when they inevitably ask to sample <laughs> some of my work. Or should I just not tell them about the book at all? I don't want my family to associate me with the golden showers and butt loving. Man, I, Whoa. Hope, you, I hope you bring that kind of er- erotic lingual <laughs> ability to your, so to your novel. <laughs> come, come over here, you giant stud, and give me some butt loving. <laughs> give we me might, some of that funky butt loving. <laughs> give me some funky butt loving, and then maybe. Maybe we'll make water. I, that was so erotic that my chair broke behind me. <laughs> Come on over here and join Team Whoopi. We're about to make some... We're going to get down and dirty and have some sex. Get ready for some sex, Team Whoopi. <laughs> ah, man. Grab my Jello Jigglers. Um, Jello? Jello Jigglers. Um... That was from Excessively Erotic in East Bay. 
It's, if your family asks to read it, just say, like, have you ever read Game of Thrones? And if they're like, oh, no, it's way too filthy and way too... Like, okay, cool. I didn't get published. I lied. I didn't um, get published. I just have money. I have a source of income now from... Um, I'm a gigolo. A jello gigolo. <laughs> I'm a jello gigolo. Um, listen. Water sports, though, in your book. <laughs> I don't really... It's not like my... Thing, and like we've learned to become very accepting and stuff. Listen, I just it, it just because he wrote it, like George R. R. Martin isn't necessarily into like fisting and incest, but he I mean, is. He, I mean, he is, but I'm saying not necessarily. Like, sure, somebody else wrote. I'm not saying this person's into it. I'm just saying how 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 does that act? This will be a fun little exercise. How does the act of romantic water sports translate? To the written word, <laughs> like I imagine there's a lot of a lot of uh, release, a lot of use of the word release, like golden I, teardrops falling from the ceiling. His pee pee filled the air. <laughs> pee pee on me, Daniel. Pee pee right on me. But then it progresses the plot because then she becomes worried that he's too dehydrated and he won't mm-hmm. be able to complete the battle the next day. She just got stung by a jellyfish. I haven't read the book. Ooh. You can uh, just a plan, spoilers. <laughs> plan to follow whatever pact of like uh, uh, ignorance or perhaps avoidance that we are apparently practicing with our Nani, who we've been told on several occasions listen to our program, but has never felt obligated to bring up some of our more ribald material in polite it's a- company. Just hope for that really sweet unspoken agreement where you know that they know they know, yeah. but nobody mentions that's it. That's a great. That's that's exactly it. They will know that you wrote a pee pee butt loving book, but they're not gonna say that to you because they can't handle that conversation, nor do they want to seek it out with you. Or unless, unless, unless. They read it and they come back and they're like, "That was fucking awesome." That was a great. I loved your pee-pee stuff, Daniel. Your pee-pee book was incredible. I couldn't put it down. This is some hot shit. This is some. Oh man, I was boned out for days. <laughs> I didn't I, know that. Listen, we pee on each other all the time now because your book was so good. <laughs> your uncle Ralph twibbed my acorn till it was raw. We loved it. <laughs> couldn't. <laughs> Couldn't get enough. We were Daniel. Thank you for freeing me and opening me up to pee pee. (laughs) And thank you to Uncle Ralph for opening me up repeatedly (laughs) during the reading of during our stage readings of your dirty pee pee book. Great, (laughs) great job, Dan. How much money did you make on this book? Enough, enough to (laughs) to justify this thing that you did to us. This thing that you did to the whole world. This just in. CNN, breaking news. Everyone's peeing on each other. Good work, Daniel. <laughs> I'm Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> That's him getting peed on. Wolf, listen, I hate to bring you into the office like this. It's always awkward. You've got to stop. <laughs> You've got to stop getting blasted by Pete. You've got to wait for the breaks. You have regular breaks. We have a core message I hear at CNN, and it, it's about constantly covering missing forms of transportation. <laughs> Your message of someone get in here and pee on Wolf Blitzer. 
Also, we have to talk about the way you've changed the title of your program <laughs> to someone get in here and be on Wolf Blitzer. We need you to stop using the hologram machine to generate holograms of dead celebrities that they, you pee on or pee through. Really? Really. You, are you pretend it's all over. But them. you can keep the butt loving segment. That has gotten really high ratings. That's gotten great ratings. Welcome to the pissuation room. Oh, boy. <laughs> Crossfire. You don't even have to change. It. You don't have to change any of the titles. Anderson Cooper, three pisty. <laughs> Anderson Cooper P sixty. There it is. There it is. I found it eventually. My fiance and I have a very similar taste in television shows, and pretty much watch all the same shows together. Only exception is Game of Thrones, which I've been watching since it first aired. He's historically been indifferent towards the show, but recently started watching out of convenience since it's Sunday night. There are only so many sofas to sit on in our house. Anyway. Now when we watch, he asks questions throughout the whole show. Who's that? What are they fighting over? Are those two blonde siblings flirting? Where do the dragons come from? It's a huge annoyance. I don't want to tell him to shut up and binge watch the first couple of seasons so he can be caught up. He doesn't actually have enough interest to watch the previous episodes, but I can't take all the distractions during each episode now. Help! Sally. Man, I've watched that show since the beginning, and I absolutely wish there was a person in the room that I could do that to. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I just watched four yeah episode four season four and felt I had missed like three episodes. It's like hold on what where is the what is the huh? Just have him read a synopsis like on Wikipedia. This is the problem though with those because I tried to do that if I can't place a person if I'm who is this guy you go to a, a synopsis on Wikipedia, except it's based on their character in the books. So you read one sentence too far and it's like and then he oh, transforms true. into Iron Man and kills everybody. <laughs> Oh, sorry, spoiler alert, meant to mention earlier. And, you know, if nothing else, I, before you start the next episode, make dinner. You guys sit down and have dinner. And as you're eating dinner, just run through, like, so here's where we're at now. And kind of give him a rundown as you understand it. So then he's caught up with where you are watching the show. Or watch it twice. You could watch it twice once as sort of like walking him through it and once to just like for yourself. You know, because Teresa, on far less confusing shows, she and I have done that. Like uh, Doctor Who was one where like, you know, she started with me in the Matt Smith era. So I gave her a rundown of everything that had come before that. And, and, you know, now she goes back and watches the other episodes. But that way she could still watch it with me when it came on and it was an experience we shared together. You can do it. Um, Rachel and I did because I, I read the books and then uh, I was you know pretty well versed in it by the time the show came on so I didn't find it super hard to follow. Uh, but it is it is an intimidating show. I mean there's 800 characters. Um, what you can do is watch that one episode where the smoke monster from Lost comes out mm-hmm. of that girl's pussy and yep. then the other person will not want to watch the show anymore. <laughs> Then it's all, then the show is just for you at that point. Mm-hmm. You scare once them smoke, away. Once the smoke monster from Lost emerges from a, the womb, and like this is kind of a weird cameo, and also a weird thing to come out of that woman, um, then they're just gonna they're done fall off. No more dragon questions. Okay, listen, let's go to the money zone. I'm broke. take care of your mom mother's day is coming up and you can say thank you with the most beautiful gift of a hundred blooms 
and a free glass vase from proflowers.com for just $19.99. Think about how much you've fucked up. Just like today and this month and the past year and also and how much life. you intend to fuck up how in much, the future or you don't even have to be planning to fuck up just acknowledge the fact that you're gonna fuck up and your mom's just gonna like have to deal with all of your shit so this doesn't seem cause you're like, the worst you're the worst you're not the worst it's just like how that's just life you know that's life everybody's gonna disappoint everyone's their moms. gonna disappoint their moms you're gonna write a book about water sports and she is gonna have to go through she is gonna have to read it cause she's supportive and then she's gonna have to look you in the, in the eye at breakfast at brunch on Easter next the, year. Here's even better. You can upgrade that. You get a hundred blooms with a pink vase and chocolates for just nine ninety nine more. But you gotta use the code my brother, okay? You go to proflowers.com and there's a blue microphone in the upper right hand corner. Click on it and type my brother all together. Um, and you're and gonna I get don't, this crazy great deal. And I just ordered yesterday ordered um, some flowers for Mother's Day for uh, my brand new mother in law. And I did not go with the 100 blooms. I went with a different one and still entered the coupon code and still got, like, money off. Wow. So still got a discount even. Special pro tip. Yeah, we, uh, so. We did that, too, for 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 my mother-in-law. So, like, spoiler alert, Linda. <laughs> You're getting. <laughs> Luckily, blooms. I know that Becky does not listen to this podcast. Linda, we are about to make it rain sweet blooms from the sky, from the heavens. Wear these special glasses. They'll keep the blooms out of your eyes. Uh, we have some pro flowers that we got 100 years ago, <clears throat> and they still look amazing. Mm-hmm. These are the greatest flowers you'll ever have. Proflowers.com. Go to the blue microphone. Type in my brother. Don't let your mom down. Get her 100 beautiful blooms. Um, you got to do it before Friday. This coming Friday, May 9th at midnight. Um, so, so pick them up today. Go. Now. Go. Do it. We'll wait. We'll Fly, you fools. Do you guys know what I spent last night doing? I'm gonna guess I know. eating hot pockets and watching television. Uh, no, nice try, but we made uh, chimichitos, so don't even trip on that. I don't think you said that word. Who's chimichitos? No, it's chimichitos. It's a combination burrito chimichanga chimichitos. Uh, 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 they're delicious. I'll make you guys. I've made them for you guys before, actually. One of you has had chimichitos. I think it was Travis. Remember the packets of tortilla with the chicken and salsa in the middle, and they were on enchilada sauce. Keep going. Them. Okay. Uh, no, I spent the night watching The Prophet with uh Sydney, which is this really really great uh show on CNBC. I know about a rich John guy the Baptist who goes into your um failing business and then buys half of it and then takes it over and calamity ensues and it's our favorite thing right now uh my man marcus limonis from the prophet tweeted at me in sydney last night for being such a devoted fan it was a highlight of my year and i could only find those episodes there was one place i could find them that was on hulu plus that's the only place i could find those episodes okay hulu plus.com it saved my goddamn life. And they don't just have The Prophet. They got uh, Family Guy, Parks and Rec, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Community, South Park. Like, every episode those of Community the, South Park. Those are the shows, got- they give us a list of shows they want us to mention, including original stuff like the uh, like Deadbeat, the show about a pot-smoking guy who talks to ghosts. Those are all great. There's also uh, every other show. Yeah. There's like, what do you want to watch? You want to watch Solitary? The, the arguably the greatest reality TV show ever made. Do you want to watch like a hundred seasons back seasons of Survivor and the Amazing for, Race? 
I saw a preview on there for a show called Endgame that I desperately want to check out. Endgame, the one about the the chess master that solves crime. Yes. Yeah, it is my jam. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna check wisely. it out. And also, they they've got a movie coming out on Hulu that's uh, starring a friend of mine's son. Uh, called Complete Works about this kid who competes in a Shakespeare competition. It looks awesome. Go check out the preview. Uh, so. Yeah, so Hulu Plus uh, is fantastic. Everybody loves it, and we can get it to you for free. Normally, it's eight bucks a month, which is such a steal, but we can get you two full for free weeks, full access, totally free. Go to Hulu.com slash my brother. That's HuluPlus.com slash my brother. And you can get two free weeks of Hulu Plus. It is a steal, and you will love it. Um, I have a special message for Corin Bauer, uh, and the message is from husband. <laughs> <laughs> husband says, "Happy birthday, honey! This will probably reach you mid-May, as I waited too long, and these guys were booked up on personal messages until then. Dog, you get 350 characters." To explain yourself, and you just spent half of it <laughs> explaining our scheduling issues, uh, which is, I mean, it's fine. It's your time. Uh, early May, though. Thanks. Still knowing these guys, I'm a bim bam. They never get around to doing personal messages on time anyway, so who knows when this will reach you. <laughs> I should have typed more running out of route. <laughs> anyway, love y'all. <laughs> There's nothing There's about literally the nothing. Um, it's... I know it's Corin's birthday, and she has husband. And she has a husband whose name is... I'm not even going to say a husband. He may just be husband number she one or husband, husband number two. And he does not have a gift for concision, <laughs> but he seems like a sweetheart. He seems like a real sweet, sweet guy. He was um, mean to us twice. He was really double. mean to us twice and wrong. Mean okay. and wrong, which is a pretty great combination. You mean yeah. wrong guy. Um, but thank you for the Thanks. first uh, letting us share this special. But happy birthday to you, Corin. Yeah. Happy birthday, Corin. You think Corin or Corinne? Probably Corin, right? Probably Corin. It's probably Corin. Happy old. birthday! Uh, any other birthday messages here? Oh, I see one through my magic. What's mirror. that behind the cabinet? Ooh. Oh, got a special message here for Stephen from Christine. Christine says, "Happy birthday, Stephen." Sorry I can't be with you on your birthday. I hope the message from the McElroy brothers warms your heart. Thank you for 8.5 wonderful years. Can't wait to make it official. Also, thanks for introducing me to these hilarious brothers. Oof. They make the distance between us just a bit more bearable. Have a great I'm day, I'm Casey handsome. Kasem. Hey, husband, consider yourself on blast. <laughs> well, what you don't know about this, Griffin, is that Christine and Steven have been together for 12 years. <laughs> So oh that's boy. on us. That one's yeah. That. Thanks for eight point five wonderful years and three point five <laughs> shitty ones. Th she requested this message the day we started this podcast, basically two hundred episodes ago, and we literally did just find it behind the cabinet. Like, oh fuck, oh no, it's covered in spiders and shit. <laughs> but uh, happy birthday, Stephen. Happy though. birthday, Stephen. Real. You think Stephen or birthday, Corinne? Stephen. Stefan. Justin, what are you doing? Uh, strapping a uh, chicken to my arm. Heard there's some uh, plague out west, so I just wanted to, you know, kind of get out ahead of it. Justin, if you'd ever listened to our medical history podcast, Sawbones, where we talk about everything from trepanation to bloodletting, you would know that that is a ridiculous idea and it will never work. Sawbones? I, I haven't caught it. Sawbones? 
Yes, it's every Friday on the Maximum Fun Network, and we record it together. A doctor or something? Yes. Here's okay. the best transition ever. Y'all want a Yahoo? Hit me. Yes. Uh, sent by Sean Conrad. Thank you, Sean. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Where's my skew? Who asks? Do Steve Urkel and Laura Winslow from Family Matters end up dating each other or getting married? I know there was a Ooh. Stefan whom Laura ended up almost marrying and who was played by Jaleel White. <laughs> but uh-huh. I'm talking about the Urkel character. Who, um... Who played Stefan on Family Matters? <laughs> Do you mean Stefan Urkel? Um... Also, does anyone know Family Matters is on DVD? I checked Amazon, but I only saw the first season was out. Mm. Rest are locked away in the goddamn ABC vault. <laughs> Let them out. Let them out. Let those Family Matters out. Um, Free the Family Matters 5. So I got this, and the, and I was reading some of the responses, and I thought, oh, this is Yahoo Answers users being crazy. For instance, uh, Yahoo Answers user Korean Kid said, Laura and Steve Urkel finally decided to get married, but Steve Urkel had to go out to space. And then when they came back, everything was back to normal. So Steve and Laura got married, and then they had sex. The end. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, That's another fiction. Yahoo That's Answers canon. Steve. Rachel says, uh, yes, they started dating at the end of the last season. Steve had proposed to her, and she had accepted. In the series finale, Steve had to go to NASA for a bit, and it just left you at where St- Laura told Steve she will kiss him only on one condition. Steve will have to promise to, quote, never go into space again. And he says, only when we kiss, Laura Lee, only when we kiss, and that was it. Hey, that's kind of crazy, uh, kind of a crazy, basically, slash fiction that Yahoo Answers is spinning. <laughs> Fast forward 60 seconds after some Google searching, that's actually how the motherfucking series Family Matters ends. What? Steve Urkel, in episode 214, goes into space. Episode 214, Lost in Space, part one, goes into space because he wins a science contest. And NASA, Uh I'm reading off the website tvseriesfinale.com, says NASA decides to test his artificial gravity field invention on the shuttle launch. They offer this, him the chance to become the first student astronaut. I don't know why NASA was shut down, basically. Uh, he and Laura agreed to postpone their wedding, so apparently they were engaged. After six months of training, so covered a lot of ground this episode, Steve goes into space. Things go wrong, and it looks like he'll be lost in space forever, but Steve cleverly comes up with a way to save himself. Uh-huh. Apparently fucking Eddie goes to the police academy. Harriet's uh-huh. worried that Eddie's gonna get shot, and that's exactly what happens. He okay. gets gut shot while serving as a meter maid, but he was fortunately he was wearing a bulletproof vest. What? Uh-huh. That his that Carl Winslow gave him. Uh-huh. And then Harriet says, "Okay, it's cool if you want to be a cop." Steve comes back from space. Uh huh. Laura says, "I'll only kiss you if you never go to space again." He says, "I will only go to space when we kiss," or something like uh-huh. that. And that's how fucking Family Matters ends. All that makes complete sense. This is like, I thought I watched Family Matters. But I thought I watched every goddamn episode of Family Matters like I did for Boy Meets World. But apparently I fell off at some point and shit went fucking Roseanne alt-reality crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, apparently there was like, this show got away from me. Like Richard Kimball on The Fugitive. Like Family Matters is like hiding in abandoned dog houses and shit, staying away from me so it could conclude this crazy 
uh, arc that they have developed here with Steve going into space. This is like completely out of my sphere of consciousness. But this uh, is how I this fall, the, the, you think this falls in the realm of like the writers and creators really wanting to end the show, and like ABC being like, "No, it's too popular. We got to keep it going. You got to write another season." And they're like, "Okay, I sure. got one for you. Yeah, okay. How about this?" Space. Not, to, not to mention the fact that by the time that Family Matters wrapped, there were only like three goddamn people left on that show because everyone kept fucking bouncing. Everyone kept on dipping and taken right off and not being on the show anymore. But not Waldo Geraldo Faldo, right? He stayed on. I think he was on. He's a lifer. Jamie Foxworth, out. Not interested. The mom, just going to go ahead and recast her. No baby. Joe Marie, Marie Payton. Recast as Judy and Elder never explained ever. Uh, the twins, the, gram- the, the twins, grandma- I think bounced. The grandma they pulled from the show without explaining it because they thought she was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> they said this actress is going to die. We can't have that happen again, where somebody just disappears and shows up as a different person, and we're supposed to pretend like it doesn't fucking matter. So they just hey, pulled so her from she the went show. to space. Hey, they just got sending characters to I'm space. I'm going to space too. <laughs> Only I won't figure out a clever way to get myself back to Earth. <laughs> Me and Minkus, they're going to travel up to space <laughs> together. I got, I'm going to have a cameo in gravity. Look for me floating <laughs> through the sky. Um, I, I, know I have a hard time a- in my mind separating the grandmother from Family Matters and the grandmother from Dinosaurs. <laughs> which one was which? I, I know this isn't our traditional thing, but if talking about family matters isn't our traditional thing, I frankly don't know what our traditional thing is. <laughs> I have a close friend who makes really poor decisions. Given a choice, almost without fail, the wrong one is chosen. Driving while intoxicated, going home with guys she doesn't like and finds gross, lying for fun, etc. Watching her go through this makes me feel terrible and gives me a lot of anxiety. Is there anything I can do to improve the situation? I'm a guy if this makes a difference. That's from Concern in California. Well, the driving mm. while I talk, like, you know, the other shit is, like, she's going to do her, let her go on her life adventures. She needs to experience the, the joys of youth while she still can. The driving while intoxicated, that's, that's, that that's just foolish. Bump that. Yeah, I drive. I don't need her out on the road. Yeah. I, you know, it's hard. It sounds like you got to be friends with her like knowing what kind of person she is. She doesn't seem like she's fallen on some hard times recently where she's making some bad decisions. This seems like kind of her, her, her thing. I'm not sure that there's a lot you can do in that case or like should do because that seems to be the type of person she is like, and you decided to, to become friends with her. I don't, I don't know that, you know, it's right for you to try to like shape the course of her life. You're not like her, karate teacher you don't see something promising in her you can mold like i mean realistically you have three options right option a is you accept that this person is just this person and you're friends with them but you're not their boss and you're not their mentor option two is you stop being friends with them because you don't approve of their lifestyle choices and option three is you confront them and say hey you're making really shitty life choices, and if you don't shape up, I don't think we can keep being friends. Does anyone ever like that- do that? Has anyone ever... I don't think anyone's ever intervened for me. 
I, and like there was a time there where I ate hot dogs for basically every meal. <laughs> I was like the the guy Jimmy from the Whitest Kids, you know, in that one sketch where he talks about eating seven hot dogs a day. That was basically me. Um, and nobody ever like stood up to me and said, "Griffin, I love you. You bring so much joy to my life, and you're a treasured neighbor and friend." But you gotta stop eating so many goddamn hot dogs all the goddamn live long day. No, usually people just do the slow drift. Where it's like they start hanging out with them a little bit less, and they start talking to them, and then suddenly, it's two years down the road, you have no idea where that person lives anymore. No. No. I mean, no? we uh, no. I mean, yes, you're right. No, you don't see that person anymore. Yep. It's a bummer, but like, if somebody's if somebody's fucking up this much, this bad, like you either intervene or you bounce. Yeah. I I but but do you want to intervene? It doesn't look like this person is asking for help. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know that you have an obligation or like, no, I don't mean One an obligation. Could, like nobody has an obligation to do stuff. But like, I don't know that it's, you know, Pat. I don't I don't know that there's a way unless someone is asking for your help, for you to help them in a way that isn't going to be judgmental and isn't going to create a rift. I I don't think that there's a lot of those opportunities out there. One thing you can definitely do is DD for this person as often as you can. You know what I mean stay sober and yeah. drive them home just because that's that's something you can actively do you can say hey do you want to ride to this party together and that way like you know that she doesn't have a car there and she can't drive drunk and you can dd for it yeah, aside from that the other things that's good and everything but that's bullshit that like you have to fucking babysit this person just because they're they don't know. No, how to take I agree. Care of I'm saying if you're looking for something to actively do, and if you're, you're looking for something to actively it, do, listen. You're either gonna intervene or walk away. So you tell this person, "I'm gonna walk away if you don't get your shit together." And then if they don't, then you walk away. And if they do, then you know maybe this yeah, person has a chance. If you walk away, it may not feel like it, but you may actually still be helping them because you become part of their rock bottom story. I drove yep. away all my friends. Blah 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 blah. That you you don't especially the anxiety man I I don't know there are times in my life and and I'm currently in one of them where like every day for me is just a battle against like getting overtaken by anxiety or or being plagued by anxiety and uh, if someone is introducing that into your life I I think that is one of the more cruel thoughtless ways for a person to live and that that to me if that person knows that they're that they're making you feel that way and not doing anything to alter that behavior that's not someone who cares about you yeah, and not someone that you need to invest your time and energy into i'm not making you anxious am i not this exact second okay. but when i'm trying to decide on what i want at jimmy john's and you do uh -huh. the jeopardy music thing i hate that and it makes me feel that way it's so funny though is the, it, J it the jimmy funny. john's guys like love it they like they laugh are, every time yeah. and they give me a free slice of provolone. Stops giving provolone. Uh, I think he said provolone. It's provolone. Um, <laughs> it's actually pro provolone. It's probo <laughs> pro, pro bono provolone. It's pro bono provolone. <laughs> you got it. So Come I know on. none of that was funny, especially this weird cheese rant at the end. Yeah. Pro bono. Here are some things a provolone sounds like. Sorry about your friends. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Home Alone. How about a final Yahoo? Well, yes, not a I'm final writing. Yahoo. We have those. Those are. Um, grandfathered in. This one is sent in by Level 7 Yahoo Shaman and Emerald member Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Marie Antoinette. Oh, God. Who asks, <laughs> OMG, do spiders hold grudges? 
Yes. So I saw a spider on my window. Please tell me if the spider is dangerous or not. He was small and black, uh, but I don't think it was a black widow. And I blew on it, and it just froze there like he stared at me. So I shook the blinds, and he crawled away. What if the spider remembers what I look like and tries to crawl on me while I sleep? What are the chances of a spider crawling on you while sleeping? Uh, ah! Uh, how to get the spider out of my room? Ugh. Nothing involving touching it, please. Well, no. Every muscle in my body. Yeah. Ugh, God bless. Is your arachnophobia like public, public knowledge? Travis is more scared of spiders than literally anybody I know. Oh, God. The idea of them is so upsetting to me. And in this question, the two things that are most upsetting about it is A, a spider crawling on me while I'm asleep and not knowing about it. But B... A spider going, I'm going to get that big fucker. Yeah. Blow on gonna, me. Did you see that bearded guy? He blew on me, fucking looked at me mm -hmm. like I was trash. I'm looking like at that. I'm trash. I'm looking at that He's beard. Trash. Looking at that beard now like it might make a good nest. I'm going to live. Oh, God. I knew that. I, I'm not afraid of spiders, no. but the sound my wife makes when she encounters a spider terrifies me more than anything on earth that woman shouts like she has just seen the jigsaw puppet emerge from her <laughs> closet and i every t if i especially if i'm not in the room but if i am in the room like i i will burst through a door because i assume that i'm going to have to put my two aikido classes to use because i assume that she is about to be killed by the jigsaw puppet that is the when sound. you say burst through a door do you mean into the room into or, the room, out, of the or room. out of the room depending on the scenario Justin, unless I, your bravery game has gotten much better from when we were kids and a bat would get in the house and then you would like fucking craft I a said nothing camouflage. about rodents or flying rodents. That is like the opposite end of the spectrum. If that happens, I move. Bugs are not like we have stink bugs right now because they're they're apparently just loving it at our house. And they, that doesn't bother me at all. I, I nothing bugs. They bugs, 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 nope, bugs do not bother me. Spiders, it's the way they move, their weird eight legs, the way that they kind of raise up and sink down and like do all their shit, and then they can drop down from the ceiling and just seem to like hang in the air on their weird spider silk poop. It's the worst, the fucking worst. I don't want to get emails from people saying like, oh, I've got tarantulas and spiders are great pet. No, they're not. If it weren't for spiders and all the bugs in the world, shh, they can hover like David Blaine. Uh, and you know what? I don't have a problem with spiders outside. That's their space. I get it, man. When I'm out there, I'm somewhere I don't belong. Yeah. But when they're in my house, isn't that weird how that works? If I if I see a squirrel as I go about my day to day, nothing. If there was a squirrel in my house, I would light that pile of oily rags I keep in the basement and burn <laughs> that motherfucker down. No it's, question. it's in a glass box that says a case of squirrels. <laughs> it's a case of squirrels. I have special insurance that covers me in case of self-arson. I got special self-arson insurance just so I would have that option available to me. Mr. McElroy, we think we found the source of the fire. It was a giant pile of rags that had been dumped in gasoline. We found the charred squirrel body. We found the charred, charred squirrel. You got him. You got him. But here's the other twist. He's still alive. Pet Cemetery 3 coming to theaters June 2016. That squirrel uh, had a family, sir. I don't think and I that can, family's coming for you. I don't think I can wait that long. <laughs> You're gonna have to. It's still in pre-pro. <laughs> Stevie um, King's still writing the, the, the story. I don't think I'm afraid of anything anymore. 
Only death. Not even that. I got over that. Whatever. I read an interview with Tim Ear in the Huntington Quarterly. Tim Ear is a local newsman here in Huntington. They said, Tim, what scares you the most? And he said, I'm not afraid of anything. And now every time I see that motherfucker on the news, I just think, look at that little tough guy. Look at that fucking Tim Ear. Fearless. Fearless. He's the, with, he's the man without fear. He's fucking Daredevil. Yeah, he's Daredevil. I'll go in to get the scoop. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Halo bullets. Tim Ear doesn't care. Whatever. Not afraid of anything. How do you stop someone like that? You can't. Can't stop Tim Ear. I'll say can't it. stop Bullet Stop. I'll say this. There was one day where he took off the news station sick, which I knew because I was friends with a lot of people who worked at the news station. He took off sick, and then I was at Marshall University going to a class, and I saw that motherfucker jogging. And I saw his face, and he looked at my face, and we recognized each other. I gave him a look like, you're faking sick, huh, Ferris fucking Bueller? He's like, and you what? thought he would be afraid, but Twist was not. And he looked at he me. He called the news station to say he'd seen you. Breaking story. I'm not sick. I'm jogging. Fucking get over it. <laughs> Don't let Griffin hold this over my goddamn head. <laughs> and then he took your leverage. And he what took do you my have now? Leverage. You have dick. You have nothing. He's got a podium. He reaches ten to fifteen thousand people every week, every he night. He filmed me jerking it once. He put it on the news. <laughs> now who's afraid? Now who's the fear master? He said. As he shared the video of the B-roll of me. And the bit was pre-recorded, so then your living room window opened, and he jumped through it. Mm -hmm. He murdered me. (laughs) (laughs) And he he did not show any fear the whole time. He was not afraid. Just a mask, a blank face. Cold black eyes like a doll's eyes. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing there. He's like a shark. And that's the ballad of Tim here. He's a very intrepid reporter, but there's just nothing there. There's nothing (laughs) there behind those eyes. Certainly not fear. Certainly not fear. You can't stop Tim here, but you can stop our program. Uh, unfortunately, we've come By to By the... turning it off when we start talking about Huntington local celebrities. Uh, you've come to the end of our, our uh, show again. We hope you've had uh, half as much fun listening to it as we have had uh, recording it for you. I wanted to say thank you to the people out there who are tweeting uh, about my brother and my brother and me using the MBMBAM hashtag... Uh, people like Brad Merck, Good Idea Charles, Sam Schneck, Lucas Polanski, Cheetur, Splinter, Ethan Cheel, Aaron Todd Allison, Tim Haydock, Nybers, Madeline Osgood, Don Bell, Bravo Alpha, Alex Lockwood, Tiffany N, Mark Rodriguez, Geeky Lindsay, Gregory Glass, and so many others. Um, and reminder, go check out all that awesome shit that we talked about on Hulu Plus earlier. Um, and you can get that extended free trial that's two weeks free if you go to uh, HuluPlus.com slash my brother. Trust me, it's totally worth it. Um, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, which is on the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, I just bought a bunch of, like, I went garage sailing and bought a bunch of record player shit. I have records, but no record player. So I'm looking forward to, to putting, putting, putting the days to bed on the old spindle. Given given it a play the way it's supposed to be heard in analog audio, you get to hear all the oh, crisp boops and beeps. I make sure if you think about it, if we if we've uh, answered one of your questions and uh, helped you out, or you've uh, unfortunately followed our advice in any way, email us and let us know. And make sure to put in the subject line uh, follow up or two hundredth episode something to delineate that it is for the two hundredth episode. I more want to hear about the shit that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fun shit. That's what people come for. Griffin, uh, last question. I'm ready. Oh, oh, actually, very fast. Remember, 
boatparty.biz, the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival. They've got some new uh, music group announcements coming tomorrow, I guess. So keep an eye out for that. But you want to go ahead and get your tickets now. Uh, you're going to Jamaica in July, and it's going to be amazing. You can get all the details, plus a complete list of people who are going to be there, including our dear friend John Roderick at boatparty.biz. Griffin. Uh, also, go listen to the other Max Fun shows. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Lady to Lady, Goose Down, Song Exploder, International Waters. They're all great, and they're waiting there for you. Cool. Uh, final one. This Yahoo was sent in by... Ooh, which one do I want? Also Sawbones. Also Sawbones is pretty Sawbones cool. t-shirts are up on the Max Fun store. You can go get those, by the way, if you want them. Oh, and uh, God, keep remembering things. With our live show coming up, we're going to have a bunch of new merch there, so you should be really excited because if you're coming to see the show, you're going to get the first chance at all this new shit, and it's really awesome. Justin Russo did the art for it. He's done tons of art for us, but it, it's really amazing. You're yeah, really in a lot of those about. will be up on maxfunstore.com, so you can go get them there. Also, please send in questions to those live shows. We need 100,000 of them. It's going to be the craziest, best, worst day ever. Um, just the best day, actually, not worse. Anyway, final Yahoo. Uh, this one was sent in by Michael R. Thank you, Michael. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jackson, who asks, Do you have to pay all credit card bills when you die? <laughs> Ooh. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, I'm Jesse Thorne. Hey, I'm Jordan Morris. We're actual friends. And actual professional broadcasters. We host Jordan Jesse Go, a show about, you know, friendship, being a person. Yeah, we run the full spectrum from feelings to some of the most vulgar jokes you can imagine. And honestly, putting it that way makes it seem like it's half and a half. At best, twenty five seventy five. It's definitely mostly vulgarity, but it's a pleasant, friendly vulgarity from two guys who went to a reasonably yeah, prestigious UC college. <laughs> Why don't you try the show out now? Grab one with one of your favorite comedians like a Rob Corddry or Rob Delaney or whatever. Or somebody awesome that maybe you haven't heard of yet. Yeah, go to MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcasting app and download an episode of Jordan Jesse Go now. 